0: Hey church, it's Jonathan Brocious. Let's pray together. Look how good and how pleasant it is when brothers truly live in unity. It is like fine oil poured on the head, which flows down the beard, Aaron's beard, and then flows down his garments. Psalm 133, 1 and 2. In our last home, we had a horrible ritual that we had to practice every six months. I hated it. I hated every second of it. It was disgusting and horrible, but we had no choice. When they built the home, they were not able to dig the basement as deeply as they wanted, so the ceiling of the basement, which was finished, was pretty low. But because of that, there wasn't room for the sink plumbing upstairs to get enough slope to drain properly. As I mentioned earlier, I hate plumbing. But I've learned, due to this sad situation, the importance of the correct slope on a drain line. For every foot of pipe, the pipe must drop one-fourth of an inch. If it's any lower than that, the pipe won't work properly. Our pipe didn't work properly. When the slope isn't right, the water will still usually leave the pipe, but the grease and soap oils and solids won't keep rolling downhill. They will lose speed and stop. Eventually, there's a buildup of these nasty things, and the pipe clogs. And that's what exactly And that's exactly what happened every six months to our kitchen sink. At about month number five, Johanna would come to me with a tortured look on her face. She knew I wasn't going to be happy. She'd say, Jonathan, the sink is starting to run slow again. Whenever I heard that, it just took all the fun out of whatever day I was having. I knew it was coming. I knew I would soon have to unclog the sink. I did everything I could to delay the inevitable. I would boil gallons of water and pour it down the sink, hoping it would melt the grease clog. I poured Drano and liquid plumber down the sink. I even took a brand new and very clean toilet plunger to our sink and pumped it, hoping to force the junk through. Sometimes those strategies would buy me a little more time, but eventually Johanna would have to have another chat with me. It's not working, Jonathan. The sink has completely clogged. I would sigh and trudge off to the garage to get the tools. The ritual had begun. I would take my plumbing snake downstairs along with an empty trash can. I removed the ceiling tile and the spot that the pipe always got plugged. Someone had installed an access port into the pipe right above that ceiling tile. Evidently, this problem had happened before. I would open the pipe, insert my plumbing snake, and begin turning the crank. Water dripped out of the pipe and ran down my arm. Wave after wave of sewer gases wafted over me. Eventually, clumps of grease, rotten food, and I can't let my brain think about what it really is, started falling out of the pipe. Some of it made it into the trash can if I had aimed it well, but most of the time it just rolled down my arm. Eventually, the clog would give way, and the backed up water would come whooshing down the pipe in a quote-unquote shower of sadness, if you remember that Robin Williams RV quote. Sometimes I could jump out of the way of this tragedy and catch it all in the trash can, but usually I didn't. Did I mention that I hated it? When I read Psalm 133 to get ready for this post, my first thought was, this is weird. It's not long. It's not a long psalm. It's only a few verses. But those verses certainly are different than what we normally expect when reading scripture. It talks about oil flowing down Aaron's beard and getting onto his garments. Then it talks about dew flowing from one mountain to another. It mentions unity and eternal life, but I couldn't figure out what that had to do with mountains and beards. Then I figured it out. Three times the psalm repeats the word, flowing down. It's talking about slope. It's talking about the natural progression of flowing downhill, or one thing leading to another. That's why it talks about oil flowing down a beard. This was a totally normal thing in Jewish culture. Oil was used for bathing and personal hygiene. It was also used in many of their worship practices priests constantly anointed themselves with oil before performing their duties this was a sight people were used to seeing oil would start on the priest's head and then flow downwards dew was something that people saw every day it started on one mountain to the north and then flowed down the hills closer to their city the psalm begins with the phrase look how good and how pleasant it is when brothers truly live in unity so the topic of the psalm is unity Unity is compared to beards and dew, then it ends with, Indeed, that is where the Lord has decreed a blessing will be available, eternal life. Here's the message. Unity rolls downhill. Unity is a good thing, just like oil and dew. Unity is a blessing that leads to eternal life. Psalm 133 is not the only place where the Bible teaches us about unity. Right before Jesus was taken to the cross, he was urging his disciples to love each other. His last prayer before the cross was for their unity. Paul urges the church to be unified. Unity is critical to what Jesus is wanting to do in his church. But the link between unity and eternal life? Now that's something to chew on for a bit. I think it's interesting that the two things that are absolutely impossible for man to do in his own power are unity and eternal life. We need Jesus to produce both of these things for us. We can try as hard as possible to love each other, but true unity is a product of the Holy Spirit. It's the same with eternal life. I also think that it's interesting that the place that we're promised eternal life, heaven, is also advertised as a place of unity. And the result of sin is opposite, death and disunity. We talk a lot about eternal life in church, but we forget unity. That's what we can be working on right now, unity. Loving each other, getting along, is the task that is set in front of us by our Christ right now. Let's pray. God, I pray for my church right now. I pray for unity. I pray for the spiritual power to actually love each other the same way that you loved us. I pray that you'd help me to swallow my pride and love my brother more than myself. Help me to move past my sin and do everything I can to create unity around me. A couple questions for you. Number one, where is there disunity with others in your life? The next question, what can you do about it? How has unity been a blessing in your life, whether now or in the past? And lastly, what do you feel God is calling you to do as a result of Psalm 133? Thanks for joining me. See you next time.